Carlisle shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Okay, so we've got a lot of stuff on the plate. Two hours of the show to go. More on the... Uh, the report from two government agencies that the uh, the COVID virus came from the Wuhan lab in uh, in Wuhan, the, the the level four Chinese bio lab that was experimenting on gain of function research. That yeah, duh. <laughs> so we're going to get into that. Some more audio on this. Uh, also, oh, Joe Biden got all sorts of racist in the uh, in the White House. It was uh, absolutely hysterical. Um, we've got uh, oh, what the hell? I've, I've got oh, a ton, a ton, a ton of uh, of other stuff, including um, oh, seventy three percent of registered voters know that Hunter Biden's laptop was real, and then and the Bidens are uh, completely corrupt. So we've got all of those things and and much more <clears throat> on the way. Here's the number: it is eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, this is serious, and and uh, it's uh, uh, it's just nice to. Uh, I, I'd like to feel vindicated. I really would, but we got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work to do to uncover all of this nonsense that we've been through just in the last three years, uh, shutting us down, shutting down our speech, shutting down our uh, businesses, shutting down our schools. Uh, all of us are experiencing the shrapnel of this. Thousands of businesses lost. Uh, they lost their butts because of this idiotic COVID nonsense. Uh, COVID was serious, but uh, clearly, clearly, uh, there was some sort of synergy between the Chinese Communist Party and the Biden administration. Clearly, clearly. And the NAIA, uh, uh, Anthony Fauci, clearly. Honestly, and and as I've said uh, for the last couple of years, every time we've had an opinion differing from the government, they've called it misinformation or disinformation. The DHS literally came up with a Department of Disinformation last year. This was their attempt. This was their attempt to, to, to go all in, take everything. It really, they thought they were going to do it. They thought they were going to have Mao's revolution here. But hopefully we've stopped it before our country ended here is your media talking about uh, how horrible it was to think that uh, the virus that was uh, came from Wuhan, China, uh, where they were experimenting on the same kind of viruses to weaponize them. Gain-of-function research means taking a, an animal virus and making it uh, uh, catchable by humans and spreadable in the population. This is done for militaristic reasons, okay? that That's all true. That's happening. And we were supposed to feel terrible for knowing that it came from the lab. Here's Conservative the talk show host Rush Limbaugh with zero proof suggesting a Chinese bioweapon lab is to blame. We know that it's been debunked that this virus was man-made or modified or anything like that. Dr. Anthony Fauci rejected the conspiracy that coronavirus was man-made in a lab in Wuhan, China. And yet this week, Donald Trump is still... Without any proof, by the way. ...pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, it's very, very strongly. Yeah. What else have they uh, said was misinformation and disinformation? I don't know. The incriminating evidence allegedly found on a laptop belonging to oh, Biden. There's that. <laughs> Some sort of Russian, Russian disinformation, disinformation campaign. campaign. One eternity later. Biden emails finally authenticated according to the New York Times. Yeah. 
It's rewind time. What else? What it's else? a lie. Altered or fake. Unverified emails. The story did not quite land due to the lack of verification. Let's be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Well, because it can't be verified. I don't even want to report this. This is the one of the... Oh, and uh, what about this? Hold on. There's another thing that was debunked that the media said. Thinking otherwise was completely disinformation. A Fauci groupie. I'm a thrice vaccinated mask adherent. I buy KN95 masks by the, you know, caseload. They're in every pocket. I wear them everywhere except when I sit down. The majority of Americans wear masks and want mandates. And anyone who tells you otherwise, Republican or Democrat, is gaslighting you. I may never ride a subway again without a mask. I may never go oh. indoors to big crowds and never feel comfortable without a mask. And that's up to me to do that. If I go in a bus, if I go into the theater, if I go into, um, where else would I a go? A crowded spot. A crowded yes. place. A crowd. I would wear a mask. You know, uh, it just it's too bad that shame has died because those people should feel ashamed. Really? Start with Dr. Fang. Why, why did you dismiss the lab leak theory? I have always said that the high likelihood is that this is a natural occurrence. Fauci's been kung flu lying. <laughs> A leak I was denying. <laughs> My story nobody was buying. You coughed. Because it was kung flu lying. <laughs> that is so xenophobic. It was a massive cover up about the Wuhan leak. I lied to Rand Paul when the truth he tried to seek. But now it's been confirmed by the DOE. It'll be a piece of cake to pin the blame on me. Fauci had no compunction about using gain of function. <laughs> it was complete dysfunction. This was no small malfunction. My story I'll be tweaking about the Kung Flu leaking, Kung Flu leaking. Hang on. That is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. We just put together a Patreon page for him under Jim Gossett Comedy where you can uh, support his efforts as a uh, performer. Uh, like so many of us, uh, we were uh, ostracized for being conservative. Jim is a comedian. He does stuff on stage. He does some politics, some not politics. But uh, his gigs kind of uh, started to drop off after Joe Biden became the president and every conservative viewpoint was considered disinformation or misinformation. So, Jim, if you could help him out, just go to Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Jim Gossett Comedy. I'll put it up on social media. And, uh, you know, we'll take it from there. Here is, uh, by the way, uh, this is the other aspect of this. Not only is it disinformation and misinformation to believe that the virus came from the Wuhan lab, but it was also very racist to think so. But neither should we panic or fall back on xenophobia. Labeling COVID-19 a foreign virus does not displace accountability. The president referred to the coronavirus as a, quote, foreign virus. And I think it's going to smack, uh, it's going to come across to a lot of Americans as smacking of uh, xenophobia. The administration's labeling of this virus as foreign is undoubtedly playing into the rising xenophobia about it. Trump isn't cautioning us to check our racism, but is rather stoking xenophobic sentiment. The president says it's a foreign virus as if this was launched on us like an attack. We know what that's about. That's about him playing xenophobia Racism, works yeah. with his base. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? Why do you keep using this? A lot it of people say it's China. racist. It's not racist at all, no. Not at all. It comes from China. It comes from China. Yay.
Dr. Yi Ming is uh, a one of a virologist who works on uh, these kind of viruses and actually worked in the lab in China. Okay, now this woman has uh, been speaking out about this, by, and her mother is in a Chinese prison right now and has been since she started to speak out about this. This is what the Chinese do. This is her last night, I believe, yeah, this is on Tucker's show, talking about the origins of the virus, and she worked in the lab. And I want to tell, of course, it was not an accident, and maybe for people who don't have this kind of biosafety lab three or four uh, experience on coronavirus, maybe it's easy for them to accept the accident and lab leak. However, I'm the scientist working in such lab using coronavirus, and I can tell you, based on the print, uh, protocol and also the other uh, surveillance uh, system, it will be impossible for the lab leak accidentally happened in such lab and cause the Wuhan outbreak and also the pandemic. So she said that there was no way, considering protocols, that it could accidentally be released. So definitely, now we just reached to the first step. It was from China's lab, and we need to pursue the uh, truth of origin, and yes. we need to keep going on. So now we know that it came from the Chinese lab, according to two government agencies, and no, there is not a consensus, because not every government uh, agency needs to be in consensus on this. It's nonsense. Okay, uh, the FBI and the DOE have uh, come out and they have said, yeah, it came from the lab. There you go. Now what we do is we hold China accountable for creating the virus, releasing the virus. And if, in fact, they did it intentionally, which we need to get to the bottom of, then we have to realize that China declared chemical war, biological war on us. Does this require a military response? No. But you know what we do? We cut the purse strings. Because China depends on us for their economy. That's it. They depend on us for the economy. Why else do you suppose they would have rather had Joe Biden in office instead of Donald Trump? Because Donald Trump was saying the free ride for China is over. Here's more from Li An Ming, a doctor. I want to uh, uh, emphasize one thing is I would say based on the evidence and the source I have that the lab, uh, the a virus was intentionally brought out of this strict lab and released in the community. However, I don't think the outbreak in Wuhan was intentional. I would say it was because CCP government and the military scientists underestimate the transmissibility. That's why finally it got out of control and caused a local, uh, local outbreak. However, we should know that CCP government intentionally to let it go all over the world to kill millions of people all over the world later. She said the CCP legitimately released it so it could cause havoc around the world. And if this is the case, it would be the first time in history that a country has released a chemical attack on the entire planet. And the entire planet, all governments, need to hold China accountable for that. And you know what's really funny? The, the, the funny thing about this is that it's painfully obvious to everybody except for people like Stephen Colbert. For instance, I played yesterday. I played, uh, 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 was it, uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson on SNL. And, uh, and he even admitted that uh, uh, this would be uh, an unbelievable script. Uh, this would be, uh, and, and this is what is, he's, people have gone completely insane, bat guano crazy on him about this. But he said the truth. And he's a okay, leftist. Okay, so the movie goes like this. 
the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Of course he's saying that with a wink and a nod because he knows the truth. Even Woody Harrelson knew. Oh, you know who else knew? The Simpsons. I'm not kidding. I'm going to share that audio next. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's The Rob Carson Show. What, 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 what do you mean by that? Do you mean like oh, so this is perhaps a, there's, there's a chance that this is created in a lab, there's an investigation? A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel... Respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. Duh. Hell, even John Stewart knew it over a year ago on Stephen Colbert's show. And Stephen Colbert is an assault to uh, late night. He dances on the graves of Johnny Carson uh, and Steve Allen and others. Uh, and he is a, an insult, an absolute insult to late night television. A complete, uh, a poli- a complete pol- political tool is what I'm trying to say. And, and here he is with his monologue last night, continuing the lie. Even though two government agencies, including the FBI, know that the virus came from the Wuhan lab. Another surprising development this weekend. Uh, the Department of Energy released a new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic. Well, there it is. Chinese wet markets, you're off the hook. Let's order a round of pangolin poppers for the table. They literally did a uh, uh, went to the market near the uh, the site, and none of the vendors said they serve pangolin or bats. I love a nice plate of wet apps. Now, if you're if you're some can we get some civet fingers, please? Is it uh, any reason why he's losing? He is losing in late night. To Greg Gutfeld. Greg Gutfeld doesn't have the, the biggest stars in the world on his show. He doesn't have the biggest uh, musical acts in the world. But you know what he does have? He has a common sense conservative approach to comedy. Huh, who else does that? Oh, you're pointing at me. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, and who else knew this, uh, that this was in the offing, that this could happen? It was The Simpsons! I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis, put Americans back where they belong, and dark rooms glued to their televisions, too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Uh, yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. Oh. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That oh. is smoke. Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. <laughs> well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. Took the vaccine there. Wow. And, and fell wow. to the ground. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, we've got our deadly disease. We have to burn everything the cat touched before the virus makes us paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
Look at that. And, and I was seeing this thing yesterday. This woman lived in her house with her nine-year-old in a garbage pit for three years because she was drove, driven insane by all the COVID protocols and COVID panic porn. Uh, oh, and we have a whole generation of kids who uh, are growing up who are afraid to get their driver's license, afraid to go out, uh, you know, cutting themselves, uh, considering suicide. And then when, they, uh, when they've reached a peak of uh, mental illness caused by their lives being destroyed, they go to counselors and the counselors say, oh, you need to change your sex. That's all. Yeah. We live in a really messed up world, don't we? Yeah, let's go to Robert in Glen Birdie, Maryland. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. Yes, hello, sir. Uh, Fauci needs to be subpoenaed for conflict of interest. Obama put a gag order not to do this, but after Trump came into power, they found a way around it, and they start doing it. Over the years, uh, NIH has received $130 million from um, the uh, vaccine or um, um the pharma uh, uh big pharma yeah. okay yeah so there needs to be conflict of interest uh, uh investigation yeah and there also needs to be subpoenas in a criminal trial yeah i agree yeah exactly, exactly. Robert. also if you look at 7.4 billion people took the vaccines what the money that these uh, companies made there's a well, bigger it's not just China. Also, China, uh, they closed the Wuhan city, but the people could get into the airplanes and go other places. Yes, of course. I, I said that yesterday. Robert, um, and when you say 7 billion, you mean like people who are vaccinated then gotten boosters because there are only correct, 6 billion correct, people on the planet. Correct, I got you. Okay. Correct, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, exactly, Robert. Thanks for the phone call. You know, when you mandate a vaccine and the government pays for it, uh, wow, the perfect pipeline between big pharma and big government. And and we know that uh, there are 131 Pfizer lobbyists on Capitol Hill. We know, and this will come out, this will come out in the uh, Nuremberg True Trials, I hope, that uh, this was a this was a massive payoff. And, and why else would they tell you uh, in the entire world that ivermectin doesn't work? Why would they tell the entire world that hydroxychloroquine doesn't work, even though it worked in Uttar Pradesh in India? Uh, 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 three times the size of the United States. Well, not maybe not. It's like, I think it's through about the size of the United States as far as population about 300 million people, they wiped out COVID using hydroxychloroquine. It's crazy. Uh, in, in Africa, in many of the sub-Saharan countries, they take hydroxychloroquine annually. They are given an allotment to fight uh, malaria. And guess what? It works as a terrific prophylaxis for COVID. But guess what? It's cheap. It's like as cheap as aspirin, and it wasn't going to make anybody any money. This is all going to come out, guys. And one day, you're going to do like you did today when you're listening to my show and go, wow, he was right. Because, honestly, it doesn't take much to figure this stuff out. Now, on the way, we're going we're to shift gears to a latest poll as far as uh, Joe Biden's popularity. Joe Biden says he is going to run for president, by gosh. And the only reason he hasn't made an announcement is because he's just been so gosh darn busy. And then, yesterday at the White House, things got a little bit racy. So we're going to get to that. I mean, like, really about racism. Uh, trust me, this is going to be a lot of fun. I know we've been very serious to this point to some degree. Uh, but there's much more coming on the way. Brianna Lyman, reporter for The Daily Caller, to talk about the day's events, including the origins of the COVID virus. That's coming up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Hey guys, it's Carson. Are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Yeah, me too. Well, right now you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just by taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. Gold Co. is a six-time, 5,000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. If you call them today, qualified callers get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Here's the number, 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740 for Gold Co. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. You know, NASCAR season just kicked off. I watched the uh, Daytona 500. And uh, nothing against the Daytona 500, but it was as slow as a soccer game with uh, the last couple minutes of the thing. The last hour, which was like two laps. But uh, but I'm saying that we're doing a victory lap on the uh, We Were Right 500 with regard to the origins of COVID. Okay, maybe not the best analogy, but, you know, maybe I'm reaching a little. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, the We Were Right 500, and there's a whole season of racing to come uh, with, uh, we'll just call it the GOP House uh, Racing Team. That's uh, Those are the people who are are handling the race and uh, i believe one of the uh, uh, pit crew actually joins us on the phone brianna lyman reporter for the daily caller and the host of the facts okay maybe not in the pit crew uh, but she is on the newsmax hotline hello brianna how are you rob i'm doing well how are you i'm good so what do you think about this news about uh the surprising news to you and me that the uh the the Chinese COVID virus that came from Wuhan was actually from the bio lab that was creating viruses just like that in Wuhan. I know. I was as surprised as you. Yeah, and the worst part is, is there are still some people out there. For instance, Jen Psaki, she said yesterday on MSNBC, she went, you know, we're still not really sure if it came from a lab. And you have others who are kind of reiterating the same point that we really shouldn't put all of our trust in United States government agencies telling us that our number one foe leaked a virus from a lab. (laughs) So you should trust them when they say that something is disinformation, and you should trust them when they tell you to wear a stupid mask and get a vaccine. But I don't know if we can trust these two agencies when they say that the virus came from Wuhan. Other than that, completely trust government. This is just so stupid. Brianna, do you think they actually believe this? Are they still just trying to do some CYA, do some uh, cover for not only the Democrat Party, the deep state, but also the Chinese Communist Party. Well, so that's the thing. That's a great point, is the cover-up for the Chinese Communist Party. So if you think back to 2020, 2021, you had consistent people on air. I'm talking about CNN, MSNBC, calling it a debunked bunkum, calling it a fringe-right conspiracy theory. 
And, you know, you think of outlets, the Washington Post, the New York Times. I mean, these are outlets that continually shill and do the bidding for China. I mean, they get paid by Alibaba, TikTok ads, um, all those things. And they consistently try to divide half of America by saying that they are these right-wing conspiracy theorists, all because they said, hey, listen, you have Chinese scientists coming out and telling us that the Chinese government was stifling them for saying the virus leaked from the lab. Those people then disappear. You don't even know where some of those Chinese scientists went. We still don't know where they are now. And we're the lunatics. Well, we also wonder where those protesters were in Tiananmen Square. Uh, I remember that. I was alive then. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting, Brianna, and, and maybe you've experienced this as well as a conservative. There is a, uh, a, a step that gets, there is a, a series of steps to get to shut you down. First of all, they claim what you believe is a, well, they call you a denier. Then they claim what you believe is a conspiracy theory. Then they say what you believe is disinformation or misinformation. And then the final nail in your coffin is you're some sort of phobe. Okay, so this is about uh, China. If you believe it came from Wuhan, you were a denier. You were a conspiracy theorist. You were spreading disinformation and misinformation, and you were xenophobic. Same way with the LGBTQI radical uh, transgender nonsense at schools. Uh, it's not happening. You're, they deny you're a conspiracy theorist. That is dis and misinformation, and you're a transphobe. Do you see a pattern here, Brianna? Yeah, you also forgot to mention you're a racist, right? Oh because yeah, of course, racist. Yeah, racist. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, you think back to just a few months ago, actually, it probably was a year now, when we had the, uh, the misinformation uh, board that the Biden administration wanted to put in place, right? They were going to tell us what is mis- and disinformation. What's scary is that we're three years out from the pandemic, and we now know that the lab leak theory, which was once called mis- and disinformation, is now true. So you, you have to wonder, what happens when the United States government wants to create an entire board to tell the American public what's mis- and disinformation, what they would do, again, if we're in a position like we were in during the pandemic, where they're saying, no, that's mis- and disinformation, and three years later they come out and say, oops, we got it wrong. You know, it is amazing to me, and i got to tell you, um, I don't trust, I can't think of a government agency that I now trust. And, and this, you know, this is, <clears throat> you would ask me a couple years ago, like maybe even, uh, you know, a few months before the raid on Mar-a-Lago, I might have defended the FBI. But, but honestly, I don't defend them, I don't. I don't uh, trust them. Uh, I, I believe this, uh, this lab leak theory because, I mean, dear God, are you stupid? Um, but honestly, I don't, I don't trust uh, the, the DHS. The DHS literally took Joseph Stalin's talking points and created a disinformation bureau. Now, Brianna, you know that the only entity that can call something disinformation and have sway is the government. And we know that the government uh, parroted this, created an agency, worked with big social media, worked with, the, well, I think the, ma- the mainstream media just went along with it slavishly. Uh, and then, of course, the, the deep state, the Democrat Party. Uh, they all worked together to, to say that what you believed, what your, your First Amendment opinion was disinformation. Do you suppose that we've gotten to the point where uh, the wheels are coming off that argument? I don't. I, unfortunately, I don't think so. But I think what's what's scarier is aside from the fact that they again they told us it was mis- and disinformation. You know, I think back to I believe it was August of 2021, and you had the Department of Homeland Security release a bulletin warning that those who believe in, for instance, like COVID, uh, you know, mis- and disinformation could be possible domestic terrorists. Right? People who question the lockdowns that ensued because a virus was leaked from a lab were possible domestic terrorists. That's from the Biden administration. So you have this like this, this system of government that wanted to convince half of America that the other half of America was a domestic terrorist threat 
because they question the information coming from the government. And thank God people question whether or not that virus leaks from the land, like Rand Paul. Because I don't think, I think if there wasn't enough public pressure to say we want to know the origins of this virus, we wouldn't have these deep investigations uh, going on, coming up. Mm -hmm. Now, you are in your 20s. You consider yourself, I'm I'm assuming, a a Gen Zer. You know, I don't know the difference, but sure. How did uh, the COVID protocols and all the things that uh, happened with regard to shutting down of free speech, shutting down of being able to work, go to the gym, uh, go to a concert, go to church, how did they impact you? Because I got a son who's 23 years old. He was a junior and senior in college. He missed a good share, most of that. It was more part of his sophomore, junior. My daughter was a freshman in high school, missed half of her freshman year, most of her uh, uh, sophomore year, did hybrid learning, and then had to wear a stupid mask for a year. And I know that it has impacted them. Uh, how did it impact you as someone who, you know, presumably you're fresh out of college, you're just starting your life as a, a pundit, you're quite successful, by the way, at a very early age. How did all of this nonsense impact you as your career is budding as a conservative uh, uh, pundit? Well, I'll tell you, I was a senior in college at the time. I missed half of my senior year because of this virus. Uh, but more importantly, I think that, if anything, it kind of uh, spurred me to want to to be more involved. Because I remember, you know, a week after we had those national shutdowns, my father and I were driving through my town, and every small business was closed. But you know what wasn't closed? Walmart wasn't closed. CVS wasn't closed. And I was so angry because I was I was waitressing at the time and I was out of work for the rest of three months because there was no way for my boss to have anybody come in. It was just him and the cook for, for three months because of the government, because of their heavy-handed lockdown approaches. So I see what's going on. I saw the effects on small business. I saw my own boss literally struggling to make ends meet. And this is a man who was extremely successful. Um, and if anything, it just kind of inspired me to, one, speak out against the government for these heavy-handed lockdown approaches. We saw what happened in Michigan. I mean, you had people literally getting arrested and getting in trouble because they were questioning why Governor Governor Gretchen Whitmer said, you can't go to a store greater than 50,000 square feet and buy a bag of seeds to plant your own garden. And they were trying to justify that. And yeah. people feel crazy for opposing that. So I think it kind of just inspired me to, to be more active. Now, you, uh, you obviously have younger friends than I do. Um, do you know uh, of some of your friends who have struggled with, uh, with you know, what the government subjected them to? I know that, for instance, there were a lot of uh, college seniors in the height of COVID who had their senior season uh, in college athletics completely destroyed by the COVID virus. I can't imagine being able to bounce back from that, considering they worked their entire lives to get there. We went for a year without the NCAA uh, basketball championships for instance this wrecked uh, everything this wrecked uh, graduations this re- this wrecked weddings this this wrecked funerals i mean i don't even uh, we have to be able to quantify all of this present it and and i believe i i hope and we uh, pray that we see a nuremberg style trial i've been saying this for more than a year i hope that we have a nuremberg style trial but but your friends back to your friends uh, how have they impacted some of your friends uh, do you have friends who legit- legitimately have suffered because of all of the nonsense? Well, I think speaking overall, you know, I did have friends who played sports, but I was working at a radio during uh, from college at that time as well. Um, and, you know, a lot of us lost out on three months of additional vocal training, on three months of getting to socialize with people who we wanted to look up to, people from NPR that we wanted to learn from to be journalists. Um, and, you know, coming out of the pandemic, a lot of my classmates, I mean, they struggled to find work because not only were places just like, we don't know if we're going to be allowed to open, but the, the mental health toll that it took on people who just graduated, they're not allowed to go into an office. They're, most of them had to go back to live with their parents. Um, you know, it, it just, 
it's not how someone in their young 20s should be able to live, not how someone in any age should be able to leave. And then you see what happened with children nine years old. Their math and reading levels sunk to the bottom. And again, the government will try to brush that aside and say, but we did it for your safety. No, you did it for a virus with a 99.9 plus percent survival rate. Literally, 99.9 percent plus survival rate. You shut down a country and you're trying to, again, say, but we did it for you. You didn't do it for us. If you did it for us, you would have listened to the people. They did not want lockdown. It's uh, it's remarkable. If you don't mind my asking, you don't have to answer. Did you get the vaccine? Did you have to get the vaccine? Hell no. Good. Okay. Uh, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want to tell you, I feel terrible for those who uh, were forced to do it. I mean, they literally had a choice. Dan Bongino is a friend of mine, and, and I've known Dan for a number of years. Dan Bongino had to get the vaccine, and he said it's the biggest regret of his life. And I think it's, it's, uh, it is uh, tragic for those who were forced and, and for those who maybe think they were duped. And I hope and pray that, you know, I think everybody's going to be okay. There obviously are some instances we need to investigate, some malfeasance associated with the approval of the vaccine. But uh, I, I fortunately was not. Uh, w- one final thing. I'm gonna, I want to get your opinion on the, uh, on the uh, uh, presidential race and on uh, Donald Trump uh, being the candidate versus, uh, you know, some of the other outliers who are throwing their hats in the ring. Um, I have a theory, and I, and I believe that uh, the uh, Trump voters are not going to leave Trump because they feel like he has unfinished business. What do you think about, uh, let's say, DeSantis Trump or uh, what, what is going to happen with regard to the 2024? Knowing, by the way, that Ronna McDaniel was reelected as the RNC chief chair, uh, even though 85% of Republicans said they wanted uh, somebody else, and knowing that she wants every candidate to sign a pledge of allegiance, essentially, to the chosen candidate, which I believe is they're going to use it as a way to go after Donald Trump and not make him the candidate. What do you think on on all of that? Well, first, I think anybody who listens to Ronna McDaniel should be disregarded, because this is a woman, <laughs> along with Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, who are responsible for the midterm election losses. They want to keep trying to pin it back to Donald Trump, but those are the three Republicans in leadership positions that had a duty to get Republicans elected. It wasn't Donald Trump. It was those three. So she disregarded anything she has to say. And I think you're right. Donald Trump's faith will not sway. I mean, we've seen poll after poll indicate that even voters who don't like Donald Trump's, for instance, stage presence, they still like his policy ideas, and they still want him involved in the Republican Party. And like you said, a lot of voters feel like there's unfinished business. You know, you had 80 million people who voted for Donald Trump who felt that they were gypped in the 2020 election. And whether or not they still believe that, they nonetheless still liked his policies. And Donald Trump hasn't changed. I think the United States has gotten more crazy. Uh, things have gone further downhill. Yes, and as yes. great as Ron DeSantis is as a politician, he doesn't offer the, the snappiness that Donald Trump had. You know, my mom thought Donald Trump was refreshing. And so many other people felt like that. Ron DeSantis is not that refreshing breath of fresh air. He's a good politician. He's not refreshing. Yeah. And by the way, uh, the people who say that uh, 2020 was a, a joke, was a sham, uh, they haven't changed their mind, Brianna, not one little bit. That's why I, I say that uh, they feel like Donald Trump has unfinished business. Listen, I appreciate you being on the show. Your perspective has been fantastic. Where, Brianna Lyman, can they find you on social media? You guys can follow me on Twitter. I am Brianna Lyman, too. And on Instagram, Brianna.Lyman. I'll check it out, and also we'll check out your work for The Daily Caller as the host of The Facts. Have a glorious week. We'll have you on again soon. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Rob. All right, let's take a break. It's The Rob Carson Show.
Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. So I've got a lot of uh, audio and things to get to, including a, uh, a, a radical leftist school board member in Northern Virginia saying that Iwo Jima was a, uh, a, a travesty, was a uh, was genocide by the American troops. And uh, I'll tell you, because I am a, a son of a World War II veteran, uh, who had a brother who uh, served on a battleship in the South Pacific, had a brother who was there when uh, Berlin fell as an American soldier, found his wife there, actually, found his wife there. And uh, we'll we'll touch on that very shortly. Again, it's, uh, these are, uh, you know, uh, people who are ignorant of history, and they shoot their mouths off, and they say really stupid crap. And, of course, she also uh, used racism to defend herself because she's a Muslim, and, of course, she made it seem like everybody was attacking her because of her faith. Uh, then also I've got some great audio. Uh, Joe Biden got really, 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 really pandery at the White House yesterday for Black History Month. And, and honestly, it's uh, it's really just quite embarrassing. I do think it's very embarrassing. And I think more and more people of color are beginning to realize uh, what a buffoon this man is and what a tool uh, the Democrat Party is and how badly they've uh, really, really hurt the uh, black community. Um, so uh, Joe Biden is uh, delaying his decision to run for president. But uh, apparently he says that uh, or, or his wife says that he's just been too busy to announce that he's running for president. Now, as far as a new poll is concerned from Jim McLaughlin, independent voters are preferring Donald Trump 43 to 37 percent. Okay, suburban voters, uh, Trump 51 to 43. Trump receives uh, 20 percent of the vote among African-Americans. And I think that's going to grow 42 percent among Hispanics. Now, remember this. There was this uh, movement called the walkaway movement where 500,000 people went on Facebook and they said they were leaving the Democrat Party because of all the crap they pulled. And most of those people were people of color. And then Facebook made the group disappear altogether, got rid of them altogether. Remember that? Because, uh, see, there's an all-out assault, uh, and they call what the Republicans say and conservatives say disinformation and misinformation. Uh, but people are still uh, hearing it, okay? They already know what's going on. They already know that the Democrat Party is, uh, has done nothing, nothing in its history to help out people of color. Anyway, uh, this national poll of 1,000 voters conducted between February 7th, 2022, 17th to the 22nd, I should say, of 2023. Two-thirds of all voters, 65%, still say Joe Biden has America on the wrong track. Only 30% say the right direction. 8% of the undecided 2024 voters, a whopping 86% say the country is on the wrong track. By a ratio of 2 to 1, the voters say the economy is getting worse. 61% to 33% who say it's getting better. Among the undecided for president, 17% say the economy is better. 71% say it's worse. Now, it's weird because these same statistics existed before the midterms. The Republican Party got 5 million more votes nationally than the Democrat Party. But Democrat electioneering, Democrat vote harvesting allowed them to maintain control of the Senate, and they lost the House. This is Jill Biden talking about her husband running in 2024, which I don't believe he will be able to do physically or mentally. Your husband was asked in an interview if he was running, and he joked that he had to call you to find out. Oh, those old couples, they just say stuff like that. Yeah, my wife and I do the same thing. We're not that old, but, you know, we're getting up. There. Was this recently? It was recently. Oh. <laughs> I must have missed it. So we're going to the source. Uh -huh. well, where do things stand? When, when's an announcement coming? Well, he said he intends to run. Um, so... 
Nothing's been planned yet. He's going to run, just not upstairs. I think, you know, he's been so busy with uh, being in Ukraine, uh, handling some of the crises at home. Uh, So I I think, you know, he's not, he's putting that first. He's putting America's business before he's putting his own. (laughs) That is fantastic. Well, she got the Ukraine thing right. Yeah, she got the Ukraine thing right. As far as handling the business at home, uh, no, not not so much, not so much. And, and I'll just tell you, because I've been right on the COVID and, you know, the stuff I've been right on, uh, I don't think he'll be able to run. Uh, if he does, there's no way he'll be able to be the president for four years. That's it. Uh, duh. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the uh, Rob Carson Show, last hour of the show, unfortunately, but I will try to pack as much material into it as possible, including a little more on the uh, the new uh, announcement by the FBI and the Energy Department that uh, the virus, the COVID virus, came from the Wuhan lab. No kidding. Uh, but first, big news, 2024 election could be America's last. That's the shocking conclusion from uh, best-selling officer da- uh, author, David, uh, author David Horowitz. <laughs> My brain's not working. Uh, he's got a new bestseller, The Final Battle. He reveals the war led by the far-left Democrats and a new woke generation who want to destroy culture and freedoms. All of this stuff that we're going through, that we go, what's going on? And the government says, oh, that's misinformation if you believe that. Yeah, it's not organic. And David Horowitz breaks it down. So you can have it. You can highlight it. You can share it with your friends who, you know, say, oh, you're full of it. You know, it's misinformation. No, 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 no. And you can get a free copy of his book, by the way. Dinesh D'Souza says it's the biggest expose of Joe Biden and the Democrat Party ever. So you can go to bookstores or you can get it free. Wouldn't you rather save $28? Uh, Just call 1-800-NEWSMAX, 1-800-NEWSMAX. Or or you can go online to finalbattle611.com, finalbattle611.com, and get your free copy today. I think you're going to enjoy it. Okay. Why why did you dismiss the lab leak theory? I have always said that the high likelihood is that this is a natural occurrence. Fauci's been kung flu lying. Jim Gossett. A leak I was denying. That's xenophobic. Now it's funny. My story nobody was spying Because it was Kung Flu lying It was a massive cover-up About the Wuhan leak I lied to Rand Paul When the truth he tried to seek But now it's been confirmed By the DOE It'll be a piece of cake to pin the blame on me, Fauci had no compunction about using gain of function. It was complete dysfunction. This was no small malfunction. My story I'll be tweaking about the Kung Flu leaking. Kung Flu leaking. Uh, if you want to help out, 
Jim Gossett. Uh, just go to uh, uh, well, my, just go to my Twitter page. It's at Rob Carson Show. I put up his Patreon page. We just launched it. If you want to hear his songs, uh, you you know help him out a little bit because you know he lost a lot of work being a conservative with Joe Biden in office because you know he's one of those people who you know misinformation, disinformation. Okay, he can't work. So uh, just go to my Twitter page at uh, Rob Carson Show or uh, or also Getter or Truth Social <clears throat> to help out Jim. And you can also download the songs from there directly. So, uh, yeah, it's a Patreon Jim Gossett Show. So the, uh, uh, the Department of Energy was one of the uh, organizations that have said that the Wuhan virus came from the Wuhan lab. Stephen Colbert says, well, yeah, but they don't, the Department of Energy doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, they do, actually. Uh, the uh, Energy Department has a special division that is part of its mission to track and mitigate the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction, specializes in a study of biological weapons such as viruses. My, uh, my buddy Lee, my boss, the head of, of uh, Newsmax Radio Division, sent me this from uh, National Review this morning. U.S. intelligence community wanted to know everything it could about Soviet nuclear cap- capabilities, so they created the Lawrence Livermore Lab and would often turn to Livermore scientists to uh, analyze atmospheric nuclear tests uh, conducted by the Soviets as well as soil samples, samples. The site was renamed Lawrence Livermore in 1971. Biological weapons required extremely careful handling but are extremely hard to defend against and the information about how to develop them is widely available the mines at livermore labs has spent a great deal of time thinking about how to mitigate the consequences of deliberate release of a deadly virus so they know what they're talking about livermore labs has a biosciences and biotechnology division whose past projects have included studies of quote how to better determine the origin of a virus how virical coronaviruses such as SARS and MERS transferred from humans to from animals to humans portable virus detection technologies where rare mutations of viruses within animal hosts the movement of virus like particles through the air and how to identify effective countermeasures I'll just drop the mic but I better not because I've got a whole bunch of other stuff to get to before the uh, before the show is over. Now, yesterday, Joe Biden uh, hosted a bunch of people for the celebration of uh, Black History Month, which is great. That's fine. But he was there and uh, <clears throat> had a bunch of uh, sororities and fraternities there. And uh, and he decided to be, uh, well, pretty darn racist. Yeah, here he is yesterday uh, talking about how uh, he's just a stupid white guy. You know, I know, uh, I know real power when I see it, the divine nine. We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. And I want to thank them. For the, and by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Kind of, a, I guess, an insult to all of us uh, white boys out there, I guess. You know, or trans white boys, I guess you can throw those in there as well. Pretty much uh, an insult, a complete insult. To- I know where the power is. I know where the power You think I'm joking. Oh, I learned a long time ago about the Divine Nine. That's why I spent so much time at Delaware State campaign and organizing my campaign in Delaware. But, oh, dear uh, God. He feels like he needs to touch base with everything and be relatable with everything. You know, he said he was a truck driver when he was a truck factory. You know, he said, uh, you know, he said that he was Filipino. What, what the hell else did he say? He said he wanted to be Polish when he was a kid and all that stuff. Uh, this is the kind of stuff he does. Here he got a little yelly yesterday talking to uh, the uh, people there to celebrate Black History Month. As the gospel song sings, we've come too far from where we started. 
Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far. To- you know, this is kind of like, uh, you know, we've heard this before, and I'll share uh, Hillary Clinton uh, qu- uh, quoting that song in a uh, really pandery way, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, this is kind of like if you were in a group of uh, really white people and you started singing uh, Living on a Prayer. Uh, kind of similar, kind of similar. You know, it, obviously, it just if you just want the song to be sung, it's really not meaningful. I mean, uh, Jenny used to work on the, Tommy used to work on the dock. It's not as powerful as a song, but it's it's something you do to get the crowd going. Believe me, it's reliable. It's you know, it's just reliable. Folks, folks, I don't think the good Lord brought us anything this far to leave us behind. We just have to remember. We just have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America, and there's nothing beyond our capacity. Oh, boy. Nothing, nothing, nothing. What are you doing to unite the country? Not one damned thing. You are dividing us in every way, shape, and form. How dare you say we are the United States of America? So happy Black History Month. May God bless you all, and enjoy the reception with stars. Let's listen to the beginning of that again. Hold on. As the gospel song sings, we've come too far. From where we started. Now, now, where else have we heard that? Well, here's Hillary Clinton quoting the same song, but she made it all sorts of pandery. The words of James Cleveland's great freedom hymn. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Um, maybe this is why uh, 20% of uh, African Americans are now going to vote for Donald Trump. Because this is insulting. This is really insulting. And, and it kind of reminded me, and, and uh, for my generation, Generation X, uh, one movie, and I don't know, for some odd reason, my, my son pointed this out. Uh, the movie Tropic Thunder <clears throat> came out about uh, 15, 20 years ago. And I, I like to say it's my generation's um, Blazing Saddles. Although Blazing Saddles was more brilliant. But uh, Blazing Saddles was a, uh, a commentary on uh, racism, uh, and it made fun of racists. Uh, that's why they had the uh, white guys around the campfire farting and then singing, do-der, do-dar, and then the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the slaves who were there, including Cleavon Little, making fun of them. Because the whole movie made fun of racism. But because they used the N-word and white people used the N-word in that movie, it's terribly uh, offensive. But not at all, not at all. The word itself, out of context, is just a word. It rhymes with bigger, uh, you know. So there, you know. So there's that. But uh, but I, I like to say that Tropic Thunder is kind of it, it made fun of race in the say in the in the in a similar manner. Robert Downey Jr. played an Australian actor who uh, wanted to uh, play a uh, a black actor role. Okay, and so what he did is he had a procedure that turned his skin black, and then he wore you know a, 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 a Afro wig, whatever, and and it was you know, it was meant to be a commentary on uh, the lengths that someone would go to uh, to play a role, and it was also meant to uh, make fun of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, as you know somebody who's so oblivious to the idea of uh, essentially uh, blackface. Okay, so the movie is. Absolutely brilliant. And it's this is the one scene that kind of reminded me of Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. 
This is where uh, Robert Downey Jr., who's pretending to be a black man, uh, is uh, confronted about this charade because he always stays in character as, like Rachel Dolezal, as somebody who is another race. And the one uh, uh, member of the team in the uh, in his uh, film team in in the movie, the one black member recognizes the charade, and then uh, what uh, what Robert Downey Jr. does is try to pander to him, and he sees right through it, just like Joe Biden did by quoting that gospel song. I'm sorry, a dingo ate your baby. You know that's a true story. Lady lost a kid. You about to cross some line. Man, that is uh, Robert Downey Jr. That you got told that. In case you didn't know. I'm sick of this koala hugging this. For 400 years, that word has kept us down. <laughs> Took a whole lot of time just to get up that hill. Now we up in the big leagues. Cannot turn it back. Long as we live, it's you and me, baby. <laughs> That's the theme song for the Jeffersons. <laughs> you really need help. And just because the theme song don't make it not true. <laughs> Is that any more bandery than this? The words of James Cleveland's great freedom hymn. I don't feel no ways tired. Yeah, I think I think you, you know what I'm saying. Uh, on the way, I do want to get to this uh, Fairfax County Public School Board member who has sparked outrage by insulting the memory of those who died at Iwo Jima as though... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, nothing is sacred to the left, but uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, she stepped over a line in a big way, and she's unapologetic. Your calls are welcome, 800-922-6680. Michelle, you hold on. You'll be up first. This is The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's The Rob Carson Show. Words of James Cleveland's great freedom hymn. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. So uh, basically Joe Biden yesterday, excuse me, uh, plagiarized Hillary Clinton, who had uh, actually used, pandered by using uh, an old spiritual uh, when speaking to a group of uh, people of color. And and this is fairly common. Uh, and then I played, of course, Robert Downey Jr. in uh, in uh, Tropic Thunder, uh, uh, <laughs> quoting <laughs> the Jefferson's theme song, which by is, is the greatest theme song in television history. It just is. Uh, it's brilliant. Uh, where we're moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Uh, you know, beans gonna burn in the kitchen. You know, beans gonna. I took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. Now we up to the big league, taking our turn. I bet as long as we live. You know, I know that. But but like Joe Biden could have, just to make it even more. In the words of Aretha Franklin, I uh, took a midnight train to Georgia. You know, it's just it's just so pandery. It's just so it's just so darn insulting. And and it, it would say the only thing that makes it worse is that the Democrat Party has always been racist. Uh, you know, the party of slavery, the party of Jim Crow, the party of abortion, Margaret Sanger, the party of uh, the New Green Deal or not the New Green Deal, the uh, the Great Society. Uh, uh, yeah, I could go on and on. It's just uh, it's ridiculous. It's just honestly, it's just embarrassing. Uh, before I get into the next topic, which is a school board member in uh, in Fairfax County, Virginia, saying that. Um, Iwo Jima was uh, our our uh, invasion of the island of Iwo Jima and taking it was evil. We'll get to that. Let's get to Michelle in Baltimore, who's been on hold for a while. She wants to talk. Hello there, Michelle. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Well, I try to take the long view of history, and I know the Chinese have an even longer view than we have. 
Oh, yes. There's is like it could be what's going to happen in the next thousand years, what they expect in the next five hundred years, etc. So it's clear to me with that stuff with the balloons that they wanted to see what kind of response they were going to get from this cousin regime, current regime, assuming that this regime stays in place. So it seems to me they now know what kind of response they're going to get, and that is just about nothing, which means they can certainly enjoy the riches they've gotten from people like Hillary Clinton and the Ukrainian and look for uranium and look forward to even more of them. But I want to look back in America to 2001 when George Bush signed the Patriot uh, Act. Yes. And it was interesting that. Oh, uh, your phone is kind of cracking up there, Michelle. I want to try that. Try that again, real quick. That. No, it's gone. It is gone. I'm thinking somebody in the government probably is intercepting your phone call. Right to increase the power and even yeah, okay. use it. Against citizens, we're not. Okay, Michelle, yeah, we got to bring down Michelle. It's a, I'm sorry, Michelle, I know you got a point. Uh, you got to have to call back. I, and Michelle's been on hold, and I apologize. I hate to do that to you, but it's just, uh, I know that a bad phone call is really unlistenable. And it, even, the, even more than my voice. I know, it's like even worse than my voice. So I certainly don't want to subject the audience to. To that, uh, Fairfax County School Board member Abrar Omish has uh, sparked outrage among parents in recent years for her politically charged language. She's a, uh, she's Ilhan Omar. Oh, you're just saying that because she's a, she's a, you know, a, a Islamic. No, I'm not. She just speaks the same, uh, uh, the same talking points and then uh, defends it in the same fashion. Uh, anyway, she's an, emba- an embattled school district of Virginia has been ground zero for contra- uh, controversial public school education policies. And one member of the board has frequently made headlines for her far left talking points. Uh, and uh, she has commented about capitalism, racism, white supremacy, American history. She's a Yale graduate, so she has all of the uh, talking points. She is fully, fully uh, indoctrinated from her first year in school. Here she is talking about Iwo Jima. And the reason why she brought this up is that uh, they were trying, they were, going, they were remembering the Japanese, uh, the victims of the Japanese-American internment camps in World War II, which were created by a Democrat. FDR created this. Did he put Germans in internment camps? No, he did. Did he put Italians in uh, internment camps? No, but he did it to the Japanese. He owns that. But here she is, I guess, trying to distract from the fact that was a Democrat policy created by a Democrat, the party of slavery, and she insults the memory of those who died and were wounded on Iwo Jima. Uh, There's also a lot of history in February. Uh, You know, a number of community members reached out to me just a few days ago was Japanese Day of Remembrance something for us to certainly reflect on as we learn our history and, and, and think about it. Uh, the days when, you know, Iwo Jima uh, unfortunately happened and, and set a record for really what, uh, I hate to say, human evil is capable of. And so that's something just to remember, uh, especially actually in advance of Holocaust Remembrance Day, which is coming up, and just so many moments for us to think about what human beings are capable of uh, and how we can turn turn the tide and turn the trajectory to make sure that we're building better for them. I'll uh, bet if the uh, uh, boys under the marble crosses at Plant d'Oc in France had their druthers, they wouldn't have died alone on foreign soil. I would venture to say that those who died in the Arizona and the uh, more than 2,000 who died during Pearl Harbor would have much preferred to have not been attacked by Japan. 
Uh, my father was a World War II veteran. Uh, his two brothers were World War II veterans who saw active combat. My father guarded the, uh, the Panama Canal. On one of his arms, it said Panama, 41, 42, 43, or no, 40, yeah, 41, 42, 43, 44. And then on his other arm, it said uh, uh, his girlfriend's name who dared Johnny him while he was there. I'm sure my father would have loved to have stayed in the United States and not uh, gone away for four years and had his fiance leave him. Uh, I'm gonna got, I got a little more on this. And I also have uh, some audio from Winsome Sears. She's the, uh, the lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia. First uh, African-American lieutenant governor. That doesn't matter. Her words do. We will hear those on the other side of this break. The number is 800-922-6680. Michelle is back. We'll get to her. This is The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's The Rob Carson Show. We learn our history and, and, and think about it. Uh, the days when, you know, Iwo Jima uh, unfortunately happened and, and set a record for really what, uh, I hate to say, human evil is capable of. And okay, so that is a, uh, a Fairfax County school board member. And the Fairfax County has been, uh, by the way, a hotbed of uh, lunacy for the left. Uh, school board members there have uh, been called out on a number of occasions. Uh, and uh, consequently, the actions of this school board to cover up, for instance, a uh, uh, rape of a uh, young woman in a bathroom by a transgendered female uh, who was transferred out of the district to another school where that person uh, sexually assaulted another woman. Uh, all of this and then the woke nonsense in uh, Fairfax schools, uh, the woke nonsense being taught there was called out, the CRT and whatnot, and ultimately it propelled a uh, Republican governor into office and a uh, an, uh, a lieutenant governor named Winsome Sears who had something to say about uh, this uh, Fairfax County board member. By the way, her name again is uh, Ebrar Omish. She said this about her comments with regard to uh, Iwo Jima. I'm very disappointed my statements on Iwo Jima and the Japanese Day of, Resem of, of Remembrance have been so misrepresented. That's, uh, of course, uh, passive-aggressive behavior. It's uh, blaming those uh, who would uh, actually be right when she was wrong. I would like to set the record state. Before the battle at Iwo Jima, February 1945, Japan knew it could not defend the island, but its government still demanded its military forces to fight to the death, even though Lieutenant General Kiribashi knew there was no possibility of winning the battle. Prime Minister Hideko Tojo sent him on a suicidal mission to inflict as many casualties as possible on Allied forces and to never surrender. The unnecessary spilling, selling of blood was not right, and that is exactly right. But we had to do it. Because Japan was uh, insane during World War II, and it took a good ass-kicking to make them into what they are today, and that's what we did. I, uh, I always refer to uh, J Japan's uh, Unit 731 to give you an idea how cruel and awful uh, Tojo and his followers were and how this, this uh, country went uh, bat guano insane at that time, as did Germany, by the way, uh, as did Italy by the way. But they uh, conducted experiments, some of the most horrific war crimes ever committed. They've never gone unpunished. Uh, 
Some of the many things they did were live vivisections of human beings. This is why people were, while people were alive, they, uh, they cut them from stem to stern. Let me just put it that way, among other things. They also uh, tested uh, diseases to be weaponized. They uh, tested uh, uh, people with frostbite, froze their limbs uh, while they were still alive, among other things. That was Japan. That's the country that needed its butt kicked. Oh, yeah, and we don't need to apologize for Hiroshima or Nagasaki either. We've never had to do that. They need to apologize to us. Fortunately, Japan is our ally. We are their ally, and we would defend Japan, for instance, against China today. Uh, let's go to Joe in Dundalk. He has something he wants to say about this. Joe, welcome to the show. What's up, my friend? Yeah, how you doing there, Rob? Um, yeah, I'm an ex-Marine, and, um, and what that lady says about Iwo Jima, you know, that's a disgrace because we lost a lot of good Marines on that island. And, and it, like you said, the Japanese wouldn't surrender. They were dug in. They had to burn them out to get them out. They had to, they had to, they wouldn't leave. They, you know, and, and another thing, it's them island hopping, Okinawa, Iwo Jima, Guadalcanal, yep. all the island hopping that, that the Marines did and, and, uh, and killed the Japs and, um, and that was to get air bases and it was also to bomb Japan and Tokyo. And also we were planning to invade invade japan but we would lost another million men would have been lost because their citizens were already with sticks and anything they could get their hands on to yeah. kill our marines yeah. that's why we dropped the bombs on them to, to end the war faster without losing another million um, uh, soldiers and marines joe you are exactly right my friend and i appreciate your service and i don't think any one of those seven thousand marines if given a choice would have gone to that island uh, but they did. They went and they fought and they lost their lives. One third of the Marines lost in World War II happened on that island. And there is a reason for that brilliant and glorious monument in Washington, D.C. that shows yeah, our true. troops raising that flag. And I'll tell you what, you picked the wrong fight. You picked the wrong fight on this one. Yeah, and, the Marines, you sure did. I swear to God in heaven. Thanks for the call. Thank this, you, this, this woman, you picked the wrong fight. There are World War II veterans, and they are still around, and they are dying. My father died in 1994. He's a smoker. He, he was 72 years old. He, he would have been like 102. And uh, I, I remember my Uncle Lloyd used to come to our family reunions and his, uh, and his, uh, his wife and uh, uh, Margaret. And Margaret was uh, German, and uh, my Uncle Lloyd fought in Germany and ultimately was there when uh, Berlin fell and uh, literally uh, found her in the rubble and uh, met her and she came back and they got married and uh, and uh, I'll, t I'll show you the story my cousin Paul uh, he used to speak German his mother would uh, teach him some German and uh, he, my, my, my cousin Paul was I think uh, nine or ten years old and he went down to the uh, barbershop with his dad and he uh, was just speaking a little bit of German. And one of the, uh, the, the patrons of the bar uh, barbershop said, oh, it's a little Nazi. And he never spoke German again. He never spoke German again. I remember that story. Pardon me. 
My Uncle Gail uh, fought in the South Pacific. He died, uh, I think, about 1984, and he had a wife named Dee, and uh, he, like so many uh, World War II veterans, he came back, and they built the greatest country in the world. They, they built the space program. Uh, they, they built the country. They made the country into the machine, uh, the economic machine that it is. I mean, we think, of the, we think of the Industrial Revolution, and that was great, but they put the pedal to the metal. World War II, the greatest generation. They did it. They did it. If you get a chance to go to the uh, World War II uh, monument in uh, Washington, D.C., I had the chance to go there. Uh, and I, I have the, had the chance to see Honor Flight's uh, members arrive there. And the thing about the World War II memorial, uh, and even though it's not, it's not gigantic in scope, it does begin to put into perspective the incredible size of the the war, the world of World War II, which was absolutely a battle of uh, good versus evil. And American sons and daughters, but mostly sons, uh, lost their lives on foreign soil and, are, and many of them are buried there because they, uh, they, they fought for other people. They fought for us and they fought for other people. And don't ever discount uh, what they did. And that's what I took from this, uh, this uh, wretched, awful woman's comments in front of the Fairfax uh, School Board. Um, and uh, uh, she also, by the way, she went on to say that uh, uh, it's not hard to see how the distortion of my comments is not loaded with its own fears about me and driven by uh, what is entirely unrelated to, uh, uh, by, by what is entirely unrelated to the subject. The incorrect assumption stories like these depend on that Muslim somehow implies anti-American. So she's literally blaming uh, any commentary uh, about what she said or any criticism on um, on uh, being uh, anti-Muslim, which is uh, just honestly, what a joke. Um, Dimesh is the youngest person to be elected into her role at large at the school board uh, for Fairfax County. Doesn't have any children, shouldn't be on the school board. Representing Fairfax County's 1.2 million residents. Um, in 2021, she received parental backlash after she gave a politically charged speech at uh, the Justice High School commencement where she told the primarily minority student body to remember their jihad as they enter into a race world which is described as overcome by extreme versions of individuals and capitalism our world is overwhelmed with need she said we struggle with human greed racism extreme versions of individualism whatever the hell that means uh, and capitalism white supremacy growing wealth gaps disease climate crisis extreme poverty amid luxury and waste right next door she just vomited up the entire uh, marxist socialist leftist democrat screech she just puked it up just like she uh, had some uh, bad uh, sushi just everything right there it's like human greed racism extreme versus individualism capitalism white supremacy growing wealth gaps disease climate crisis Flush the toilet. Let's go to John in uh, Highlandstown. Hello there, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. Well, I can't. I, I think it's it's all been said, these last two, yourself and the guy before. <laughs> but what really struck a nerve with me is she's comparing an interment camp to what was done by the Japanese that you spoke of. Yeah. Uh, the atrocities, <laughs> the absolute. She mentioned... Uh, you know, like that, uh, humans couldn't be more horrible than Americans, uh, putting <laughs> in term in the Japanese. That's the most 
God awful thing could ever happen. Well, read your history, Miss Yale, but I think she's been exposed. You've done a good job of that. Thank you. You bet, John. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, it's, um, I'm going to tell you another story. <laughs> One of the things that I uh, uh, am good at uh, is talking. Uh, you know, I think you get it. And, uh, and I learned a lot by listening. Uh, and I listened to a lot of people. And I, when I was a kid, I grew up, <clears throat> and I had a bus driver named Harold Delaney. And I had a teacher named Mr. Ballantyne. Nobody else knew that Mr. Ballantyne was at Pearl Harbor when the Japanese attacked. And he would do this aw shucks kind of, and he's like, well, you know, leave me, go away, kid, you bother me. I was 13 years old. I was bugging, tell me about it, tell me. Okay, okay, okay. He was the, I was the only kid who ever got from Mr. Ballantyne that he served uh, in Pearl Harbor. And then my bus driver, Harold Delaney. I remember the first day of school, uh, Harold Delaney, there were three buses. I was new to the school. And I didn't know which one. I'm only five, six years old. And I'm crying, and he comes over, and he helps me. He remembered that day. And, and he used to come to the truck stop that I worked at, and I would work at this truck stop. It's where I learned to talk. From my mom, working at a truck stop overnight, one of the best things in the world you can do. And Harold Delaney would come out and get his coffee. And Harold, uh, I, I was able to kind of crack his veneer and get into uh, what he was all about. And one of the things that he didn't, he didn't wear on his sleeve, but he was in the first wave that hit Omaha Beach. DSS by 10X set sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, we are back. Uh, my producer had a, uh, a little problem with uh, premature brachialation. Uh, you know, he just he gets a little excited and he only goes to the break. Uh, anyway, I, I was I was sharing my story. Um, I, I have a, a I don't know. I I've always appreciated uh, veterans. Um, my my parents, my biological parents, were probably more Vietnam era. You know, um, but but I I knew a lot of World War II veterans. And, and my my buddy Harold, he'd come out, <clears throat> my bus driver, he'd come out to the truck stop that I worked at, and he would share his stories. And one of them was the fact that he was in the first wave that hit uh, Omaha Beach. And he, he was very aw shucks about it. He never, never shed a tear, never said anything like that. He, he was just like, well, I was this young kid, and I'm in a hole. I was 19 years old, and, and I was laying there in that hole that I dug, and I was wondering if I was going to make it through the night. And he, and he did, and he went, and he climbed the hills, and he, uh, and he uh, liberated that area. And uh, that's why this, <coughs> to me, uh, Ebrar Amish and her comments in front of the, uh, the school board, this is uh, the typical arrogance of the left, uh, the hubris of the left, to uh, discount uh, the history that uh, matters and, and then use history as a cudgel and as a weapon. Uh, for instance, you know, slavery uh, to, uh, to uh, gain votes, et cetera, uh, and to promote an agenda. That said, uh, here's uh, the the uh, lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia, Winsome Sears, talking about these comments about Iwo Jima. What she has said is nothing but division, and it's dangerous. And words mean something. Words matter. Mm -hmm. And a leader ought to know that. She's a political leader. Make no mistake about it, because she was elected to the school board. And yes, she is young, but she should know better. The battle for Iwo Jima was the bloodiest battle that Marines had ever faced. One third of all Marines who died in World War II died in that Pacific theater wow. in that battle. And we had women who died and, and served. Yep. We had Navajo code talkers who, who the Japanese were, were after because they couldn't break yep. the code. We had Latinos yep. and, and, and black Marines who served. And we had other military branches. She owes the families of these men and women who served an apology. I would tell her, get thee 
there very quickly to a microphone and apologize. Well, she didn't. Uh, she didn't. And, you know, this is uh, another example. You hear Winston Sears talking about the brothers in arms in World War II. Um, and certainly more divided than than they were in Vietnam, but her generation, this this woman, this uh, Abram uh, Abrar Omesh, they have created this you know racist crisis in America. This white supremacy is on the rise and all this crap, because uh, a it's part of a Marxist agenda to to divide us on every front, and b uh, her generation has never had a crisis. They never had any sort of uh, uh, civil rights movement. They never had a war, and so they got to make themselves into victims. Some way shape or form and and you don't do yourself any good by discounting the service and the suffering of previous generations because you think that you, life is so much harder during your life it ain't nothing compared to what uh, the greatest generation went through most of them by the way lived uh, middle class to poor and then went overseas to fight on foreign battlefields and if they came back they went back to the fields and they went back to the factories and they went back and they built high rises and they went back and they welded and they built america so there you go one more soundbite from winsome sears and, and this is why we we don't have time to waste on ideologues and ideologies now we need our children to learn actual history we need them to learn about the Japanese uh, internment camps for sure. We need to learn about all the bad things that has happened. America is not a perfect country by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, she's the best we have, and you know that because people are dying, literally dying to come here, even yes, now. Yes. And, and we've got to have leaders who say, not anymore. We are going to talk about the sins of the past, but we're not going to put them on our children who never experienced them. We want our children to have a country where we're living together in peace and in harmony. Wow. And she also used the Holocaust as a correlation of what happened, uh, that, that that's what the Marines were engaging in. It is not. The Holocaust was about Hitler and his cronies and et al., the annihilation of the Jews. Yeah. What, the, what the Marines were trying to do was to liberate, to bring peace. How dare she do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, those who are ignorant of history are, uh, are doomed to repeat it. That's the way it goes, and we discover this uh, more and more. And, and it, it gets worse because history isn't being taught, and when it is being taught, it's being taught through a lens of uh, critical race theory and other nonsense. And, uh, you know, we just have to, um, we have to be able to look at it and say, uh, you know, BS. And I think people are beginning to, I really, I do believe they're beginning to fight back. Uh, there are uh, a number of places that uh, people are saying, you know what, I think we're kind of done with this nonsense. Here, I'll give you a couple of examples. I'm going to pile of stuff that I got here. Um, let's see. For instance, hold on. The UVA board has launched a battle royale against incessant highlighting of slavery after trying to rip apart anti-slavery poster. A man uh, 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 attempted to rip apart an anti-slavery poster with a razor blade outside of a student dorm. UVA board of directors member Bert Ellis text messages uh, were released Thursday. He uh, had been vocal about defending Thomas Jefferson's legacy at the school. Um, let me see what else. I had another story. A couple of uh, there are a couple of universities that literally are getting rid of the uh, <clears throat> the nonsense um, CRT curriculum. I'm looking for. It. I got it right here somewhere. But a minute, no, I don't have it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Follow me. Fighting back. Here we go. Uh, no, I don't. 
I don't have it in front of me, but but uh, but we are beginning to to, uh, to fight back. Woke companies are beginning to experience losses. Uh, there are several universities that are dropping this woke curricula, are dropping this uh, quota system with regard to uh, getting into different uh, academic schools and whatnot. I'll have the full details on that coming up, but we're going to go ahead and take a break. Come back, wrap up this here show in just a minute. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They're a German band, actually. They're a rock band. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. All of their songs are in German. They all sound like they're trying to take over the world, but they're not. But they're not. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Check out the podcast if you would, please. Just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. This was epic. We're winning. We are winning. We will win. Good wins. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See you then.